Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky for Tuesday, March 30th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, your host. It is so good to be back on the ones and twos after a little uh, much needed R&R. We have a lot to catch you up on Saints fans, but first things first, I'll tell you about our guests on today's show. First up, we will have defensive end Tano Passigno, who uh, the Saints brought in from the Kansas City Chiefs on a two-year contract. Tano spent the last four seasons with the Chiefs and, of course, was a part of that Super Bowl victory in 2019. Then we'll have tight end Nick Vanette, who the Saints signed to a three-year contract, and he comes to the Saints as a five-year veteran who spent last season with the Denver Broncos. But before we get into those interviews, JD, my co-host, some big news for NFL fans and Saints fans. On Tuesday, the NFL approved a 17 regular season game schedule with three preseason games to kick things off before the regular season, marking it the first change to the season structure since 1978. JD, some thoughts on that? Yeah, pretty much expected. I mean, I don't think it was a big surprise. It was uh, in the last collective bargaining agreement. um, I think everybody suspected it was going to happen this season. The Saints will play two home preseason games. Uh, the extra regular season game will be at Tennessee, so they'll pick up a playoff caliber team. Hmm. Uh, we know uh, featuring running back Derrick Henry and all that good stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know if that it was necessarily a surprise for anybody because it was in the collective bargaining agreement, and so they expected it probably sooner than later, as Sean Payton would say another Sunday to have the cookouts, another Sunday to make some gumbo, some red beans, whatever you're making on the Sunday cookout. Just make sure I'm invited or I get a plate on Monday. (laughs) All right, JD, let's go ahead and get into our interviews. Let's start things off with our newest tight end, Nick Vanette. Nick, first things first, when you did your interview with uh, the New Orleans media on Monday, you mentioned seeing the dance moves in the locker room. And that was something that really drew you to this team. So I need to know, mm-hmm. have you been practicing? Do you have some up your sleeve? Because that is one of the requirements that you need to have coming into the season. I'm just going to let you know up front. Well, I think to go off of that, I think it's a great fit because I don't know if you guys are familiar in Seattle a couple of years ago, we started Techno Thursdays. Oh. Um, you know, we posted a video in practice that went viral. Went, it was all over NFL, Barstool. I mean, I don't. it went over a bunch of social media accounts. And uh, so that's something that me and the tight end started. And it just brought, it brought energy to practice. It brought energy to the team um, in the locker room. And, um, and that, that's kind of how Seattle was. So just kind of like, a, like you said, like seeing the, all the, the dance moves and all the, the fun that the Saints had in the locker room after games and, um, it just reminded me of my time in Seattle, and I just remembered how much fun I had and how exciting that was to be a part of something like that, because it's not like that everywhere. Um, it's very, very rare to find a culture like that. And, uh, man, when you, when you talk about that, when you talk about, uh, you know, the situation in the tight end room, um, as far as the death goes, um, when you talk about just how great the offense is, in New Orleans um, with under Sean Payton and uh, you know, all the weapons that the saints have. I mean, it's honestly like it, it couldn't have been a better situation to fall into. And I really do mean that. And, um, you know, everything I say, like it can come off as being political, but like, I really do mean that. Like, I think this is the absolute best situation to fall into. And for me, my career, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, I'm just so excited. Like you're going to hear me say this about the whole, 
interview. I'm just super excited, man, just to be a saint. All right, Nick. Well, first of all, we can't let you off the hook, though. So we're going to pretend, you know, this is St. Scott Talent Show. <laughs> who's who's the dancer that you noticed in from the locker room? Because, you know, that's you know, I, I'm, I think those guys compete with each other. I don't know exactly. I don't know if they put money down on it, but I think they compete. So who's who's your top guy that you saw? Um, well, the one that I always would see was Teddy Bridgewater. Um, <laughs> you know, that was the one that I always saw. I mean, that's the one that always when it was always over NFL and all those social media accounts. Um, I think uh, I want to say maybe Jameis got some but it just looked i mean even sean Payne, you know sean Payne was getting the mix too i mean that's yeah. like, how cool is that to get your head coach yeah. you know like you know some sometimes like you get head coaches that are like they're just strictly business and uh you know they just they kind of feel weird like interacting with the players where they just try to keep it straight strictly business like i said yeah um, so that's cool like that's cool to have a head coach that kind of gets in the mix a little bit with that and um you know, as a player, like you, you love to play for guys like that, you know, like you just want to give it your all naturally. Yeah. So, like I said, man, like I'm just I'm super excited to be a New Orleans Saint and I'm fired up. Man. I can't wait to get to work. Well, you better be careful with Peyton Nick, because he's, he's a battle rapper, too. We've heard. And he can from what we hear. He's pretty vicious. That's I'm just I mean, this is from the players who said he was. Listen, they won't tell who it was because whoever it was, apparently he obliterated the, the young man and they won't even give up who the guy's name is. He did in that band. So I'm just letting you know, you better stay on your P's and Q's. <laughs> Caroline. Man, he's a man of many talents. That's, that's cool to know. <laughs> so I won't, I definitely won't be busting any rhymes around him, man. <laughs> you for sure gotta keep your guard up. Well, Nick, you mentioned feeling like you have um, a lot more to offer in the past game. And, and you talked to Sean about that. What was that conversation like? And how do you feel, knowing his offensive mind and knowing he puts a lot of expectation on the tight ends. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I was in Denver, um, obviously we, we played a division. So a lot of the games that I watched on film was, you know, I was watching how New Orleans, their offense played against the defenses that we were matched up against that week. So I got to see a lot of the stuff that, um, that the saints did on offense and, it's uh, it's really cool how they just mix things up. You know, it's it's not your generic basic offense. You know, your generic pro style, like you know, eye formation type deal. You know, it, they he does really mix things up. He moves guys in different spots, and um, and that, that's something I was kind of used to in college. You know, like for me when I was at Ohio State, uh, that's how Urban Meyer was. You know, there's a lot of times where. I feel like I spent as much time next to the tackle as I did split out in the slot, as I did split out wide, as I did in the wing formation, you know? So, and, and that's what I bring to the table. Like I'm a very versatile guy. I can be, you know, I can play fullback, you know, whether I'm like in the wing formation where I'm pulling around, you know, countering on blocks, I can, you can split me out wide. I, I, I've always considered, I've always thought I can run really good routes. Um, you know, I'm not the fastest guy. And that's okay, but I think uh, you know I really I really hone in on the the details and the, the fundamentals, you know, to uh, you know to be able to create the separation I need to create, at, you know, at the top end of the route, or to be able to get open, to be able to bring the ball in, and um, and yeah, like my conversation with with Sean was just you know it was mostly just kind of him selling 
it was almost like he was trying to convince me to be a saint. And I'm like, and you're like, I'm in, I'm dude, in. just talking to you alone is already <laughs> getting me fired up. You know what I mean? So I was like, John, you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to waste your energy on trying to sell me on being a new one of saying. Like, it, it's already, it already speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, we had a great talk. I mean, we were on the phone for 30 minutes and, you know, just getting to know each other, uh, you know, just kind of telling, telling me about how important that they value the tight end position. And how they were like in need of a why. And, you know, when I came available, they were very excited to, I mean, they reached out to me like an hours after I got released. And, um, you know, it made me feel good, you know, it, you know, because I think at that time when I got released, uh, it came as a shock. Um, and, you know, I think with the way the salary cap was, and, you know, it was, you know, there's a lot of guys still on the street, you know, a lot of guys still looking for jobs. And, um, you know, it's just, like for a split second, you know, initially you're just like, man, am I is a team gonna even call me? Is like, am I gonna get picked up? And you know, for them to call right away and to get on the phone with Sean, man, it really made me feel good. It really made me feel like he wanted me to be a part of the organization. And um, you know, I'm just forever grateful for that. Nick, I know you mentioned um, also that lack of off season last year, no OTAs and that kind of thing, uh, kind of hampered what you thought you'd be able to show the coaches. So how much are you looking forward, I guess, to getting into OTAs and, and that grind? I know, you know, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that football players actually have to put in, and it is a grind. But <laughs> having missed it for a year, how much do you look forward to getting back into it? I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. And that's where – and that's really where I feel like you build your chemistry. And that's where – that's kind of where you, like, find your routine, you know. Like, you kind of get back and you just – you're getting back in the swing of things. And, um you know, like doing the workouts and like getting on the field and just kind of, you know, starting out with routes with the quarterbacks and then getting the whole offense together, going on air, running plays. And it's like you slowly get back into that groove. And I think it's so important um, and so valued that we do that. And I hope we get a chance to be able to do that again or uh, we have to be able to do that again, because I think, you know, even in Denver, you know, we had, you know, we were a young team and we had a lot of new guys in and, it was tough, you know, it was tough when we got the training camp, you know, we're still trying to figure it, each other out. And I know there's a lot of guys that are still um, staying put in New Orleans, but, you know, for myself, you know, it would be great to uh, just to get familiar with the offense, just to kind of, for me, like, I think repetition is important, you know, be able to get those reps. And, you know, I think that's the best way to learn is when you're actually on the field and you're actually doing it in person rather than just kind of staring at, a, you know, a, a chalkboard or, you know, staring at a, uh, you know, the iPad, you know, with the play. Um, I think I've always felt like it's, it's, it's more, you know, valuable to be on the field and actually do it. So hopefully we get that chance. I don't know what's going on at this point. You know, I don't know if we're going to be back or if we're going to be virtual again, but, um, but yeah, hopefully I can, we can get back on the field soon because I want to be able to show what I can offer and, um, you know, coming into a new team, coming into the Saints, like, you know, I think they kind of have an idea of what I can bring to the table, but like, I don't think they fully understand the player that I am. And I, I just kind of have that chip in my shoulder. I just want to show them that. So it'd be great to have that opportunity. I just want to address Since one New thing real quick. Did you say chalkboard? When was the last time that we all saw a chalkboard? Because I need, I, need I know, to... I know. <laughs> I said, I was like, all right, I'm, yeah, I like... I'm really aged myself there. But, uh, but yeah, right, right, board, I yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm, sure some, I'm sure there's some organizations that still have chalkboards. I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, I want to put their record in. But seeing the Saints facility, they got all the high tech. It's all brand new stuff. So there's no way they got anything like that in the facility. No, no, <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. Now, since New Orleans is is Ohio State South, uh, you got <laughs> yeah. teammates already uh, in place with uh, with Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. Just what what are your relationship? What are your relationships with those guys? Dude, I, I love Mike T, man. That's my that's my guy. Uh, you know, he came in. He came in a year after I got there. Um, obviously, we went into the draft the same year. Um, but yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of time. You know, we we hung out a lot. And that's the thing about that team was that we were so tight knit. You know, a lot of guys would hang out with each other. And um, you know, Mike T was one of those guys that, like, in that big group of guys we hang out with, he was always there. And um, you know, he actually he just sent me up today. He wants me to link up with him in L.A. So. Uh, you know, I think, I think he's very excited and so am I, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to go into a team where you have some familiarity with guys. And, um, you know, I will say Marshawn, you know, he, he was always a quiet guy. Um, I think he always kind of had like a hamstring, did, uh, hamstring he was dealing with. So I never really, that's what's crazy. Cause when I was at Ohio state, like I never really got a chance to see him on the field. You know, he was always kind of rehabbing and stuff. So I never really knew how good he was until, you know, he had that year or two, and then he came into the league. And um, so I didn't really have that great of a relationship with him. Um, he was a lot younger than me. But, you know, still just having those guys that you know um, that you've been around. And, you know, even Noah Spence is another one. You know, he was at Ohio State, yeah. and he was one of my best buddies there. Um, you know, me and him just, you know, we, we've had some we've had some good times, and we've had some, uh, you know, um, so I consider him a close friend. So, yeah, between that and, um, you know, even Troutman, you know, we have the same agency. So he's out here with me. Uh, you know, we're, we see each other every day. So, you know, we're excited about working uh, working with each other and, um, you know, just being that dynamic duo when, when we go 12 personnel. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. But, yeah, Ohio State South, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you know, you talked a lot about, uh, you know, the locker room and, you know, how excited you are to be on this team and it being a perfect fit. You mentioned on the call on Monday that, you know, the team believing in Jameis and the environment that allows people and gives people the confidence to play their very best. What are some of the characteristics of this team that made you so or making you so excited to be a saint? Because that locker room dynamic is so important to give you the confidence to go out there and play your very best football. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a brotherhood, really. It's just a brotherhood. It's, uh, you know, if you can find a team that doesn't have too many egos, um, guys that will sacrifice for each other and guys that will do it for each other, um, those, those are where the special teams are made. Um, you know, I, I, can, I can't speak in the NFL. I mean, obviously, like, when I was in Seattle, like, that, it was a very, very similar uh, environment. Yeah. And uh, that's what, you know, from what I've seen in the Saints so far, that's what reminds me of it. Even at Ohio State, it was that way, too. Uh, you know, I just think of the year we won the national championship. Um, you know, we were such a tight-knit group. And um, even when people counted us out, you know, even we had that, you know, early loss against Virginia Tech, uh, you know, we came together. You know, we came together and we we're like, you know what? Hey, we're just – we had no pressure now. We already got that loss on the way. Let's just, let's just go ball. Sure enough, you know, when we had – you know, we were on our third-string quarterback and we still won the championship. So – it just shows you that, like, if you really go the extra mile for each other, like, anything could be done. And, uh, you know, I get that feeling with the Saints. And uh, it does feel like a very special environment. I'm just so excited to be a part of it. 
Well, speaking of third string quarterback, I have to bring this up now that we're uh, a few months removed from it. You know, last season, the Saints played the Broncos when they were without any of their quarterbacks. So now that, you know, we're a few months removed, you were someone on the other side of the ball. What was that experience like? Dude, it was crazy. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen ever again you ever. Know, in the NFL. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, yeah, we we, uh, we found out the day before the game. Um, so, like, that night we had to do – we had to, like, just throw out the whole game plan that we practiced all week. We had to put in a new game plan. And it had to be as generic as possible just so, you know, he was able to understand and grasp what we had to do. Um, so it was very vanilla. And then, you know, and that's a tough defense to do it against, the Saints defense. I mean, to be able to be in that situation that we were in, to go against the Saints, like, um, I remember the first drive. I think we got a first down or two, and I felt pretty – I was like, okay, here we go. That's a good start. And then from that point on, it was just three and out every time. And, um, you know, when when team – when defense expect – you know, pretty much expect you to run the ball, like, you know, they were loaded up the box, and it was just – it made my job harder as a blocker because they were just bringing so much, too much that we can handle. And um, yeah, it was not, it was not fun, not fun, but uh, you know, it's just the way it goes, I guess, you know, so well, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, well, Nick, we want to, we don't want to keep you for much longer, but um, you know, we appreciate your time. Hopefully you come to new Orleans soon, get some good food. We do have to warn you it is really good food. So uh, make sure you have, someone keeping you in order because you will gain weight pretty quickly here. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm usually pretty disciplined with my diet. So um, I may have to add an extra cheat meal or something throughout the week and be able to venture off a little bit. So very excited. Thanks for having me on guys. Very nice to meet you guys and uh, looking forward to getting into New Orleans soon. For sure. Hopefully uh, we'll see you on the field soon. Like you said, we don't know what this off season looks like, but uh, hopefully we're all seeing each other soon. Thanks so much. for yep. Yeah. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. We now welcome on the show newest member of the New Orleans Saints defense event, Tano Passigno, who signed with the Saints in a two-year contract. He comes to the Saints from the Kansas City Chiefs. Tano, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, you doing? Uh, doing good. Happy to have you as a member of the Black and Gold. Tano, we know you uh, you spoke to the media earlier this week, I believe on Monday, and you talked a little bit about your your reasoning for coming to the New Orleans Saints, but kind of in your own words, now that we have a little bit more time, uh, what made the Saints so attractive to you? Um, I mean, that defense, first of all, uh, you know, it, it really attracted me. Seeing them in person, you know, playing against them, uh, you really – see how together they are just the whole team in general but especially that defense man when one person makes a play you see everybody celebrating um it's not just one guy so um just that team aspect for sure attracted me and then um secondly is just uh the the results you get and that comes from the coaching staff and the guys that they got in that room um especially the d-line room um you see they work together so so well and um I know Coach uh, Nielsen, he uh, he gets the most out of all his guys. Okay, Tano, we got to get away from football for a second because that's obviously secondary here. You're a double major, finance and accounting. Your mom's a yeah. chemist. Your dad's an economist. Yeah. What in the world are you doing playing football? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, the the running joke, I guess, in the family is that uh, I got my PhD in football. They uh, they got their PhDs, and that was kind of the ex- expectation. Um, going to college uh, was to get a PhD at the end, but uh, my mom definitely settled for this football one. Did she want to go back? Uh, well, I actually am back. Uh, she's happy, but for sure, I'm uh, taking online classes, uh, getting uh my mba hopefully in a couple years now okay so you have brothers and sisters uh no i'm the only child okay okay because i was about to say i don't know who they'd be looking at and saying oh god you know be either be like this one or be like that one but you know when you got a double (laughs) (laughs) but now now here how difficult is it to be playing football and get a double major uh well it's definitely difficult at nova um but the coaches definitely scheduled our classes in a way where it was doable, um, not easy, but doable. And uh, Villanova, you know, it's, it's definitely known for basketball and education. Uh, so uh, that, that, that part wasn't easy, um, but I made it work. Tana, we also understand that you um, are an artist off the field as well. I, I stalked your Instagram. I can't lie. That is, it's our generation. <laughs> what we do, you know? So I saw that you are into art. When did you get into that? Is that kind of just the side thing that you do? Yeah, it's definitely something I've been into my whole life, really. Um, I kind of attribute it to being an only child. It was something that took my time up and, you know, my mom didn't hate me doing it. She she definitely encouraged it. It kept me um, busy and quiet while she was working hard. So um, uh, it's just something I've done growing up to kind of ease my mind, just get my mind off of whatever's going on. So okay, I just kept so you, up with it. So you go from that solitude to all of the violence and viciousness of football. How how'd your parents feel about, about you first entertaining the thought of playing football? Now, my, uh, football was foreign to my mom. She uh, she came to this country at about like 20 years old and it was nothing she really grew up with. And so she just kind of fell in to believe in the stereotypes of football players, uh, like that stereotypical jockey. And she didn't want me to fall into that, uh, getting hurt all the time, uh, doing bad in school, just, you know, that type of stereotype. Um, so she was totally against it. And I kind of went out on my own and, found football in my township uh that's really how I made my first friends that's kind of how I really made my brothers to say uh to say the least um and um just taken off since then Tano I have no doubt that you will fit right in here in New Orleans but you do have a unique name the spelling the pronunciation everything and you were talking about your mom coming to this country for the Saints fans who don't know you and your story would you mind kind of shedding a little light on your family's story uh, why your parents decided to come over here and all of that yeah they uh they met at Ohio State actually uh, both getting their PhDs and um my mom decided to stay in America Uh, get a job in Kellogg's at um, Columbus and my dad went back to the Ivory Coast to um, work so I really grew up with my mom out here and um, yeah they uh, they 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 were born in Africa my dad was born in the Ivory Coast my mom in Uganda Um, my mom more from a small village my dad uh, kind of grew up with a his his grandfather was a general so yeah, he had a lot of roots uh, back in the Ivory Coast. So, so Tano, what 
now as an NFL player, a young NFL player, do you feel are your strengths and what are the things you're looking to, to improve on? Uh, well, my strengths definitely is my work ethic. Uh, I come to work every day, working hard, uh, just always knowing there's something to learn. Um, I never feel like, I've never felt like I've arrived, uh, no matter what stage of the game it was, uh, coming into college, being drafted. Um, I knew I haven't, have, hadn't really arrived yet, and there's always something I can learn. And um, I know I'm going to learn a lot with this defense and um, especially with this coach. Tunnel, when you get to the NFL, you know, you've already won a Super Bowl. Is that, you know, a huge thing off your checklist, I guess? And, and, and when you get there and you get to the Super Bowl twice, do you almost take it for granted that that's somewhere you'll be every year? Oh, no, I fully expect to be there every year, man. <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely nothing I take for granted. I know a lot of people who play this game a long time who never even get that experience. So, um, just to say that I've been there twice um, is awesome, but that's not something I want to do. I want to be able to say I've been there multiple, multiple years and won multiple times. You know, you've also shown value on special teams, blocking kicks. How much pride do you take in that? And is, is that something that has always been somewhat natural to you, I guess, considering your size? Yeah, no, I'm definitely always the guy chosen to block something, uh, whether it's basketball, football, I don't even know, backyard volleyball, I'm blocking something. Um, but uh, no, the special teams, for sure, that's a big part of my game. Um, I don't take it lightly at all. And I mean, it's ex it's exciting. It's a one third of the game and you really can make a difference on uh, any play and especially blocking something, you know. Is blocking a field goal. Um, it's uh, it's definitely important to me, and I can't wait to block some more. Man, we gotta get you together with Jackson Hayes on the Pelican side, uh, Tony. <laughs> when, when you talk about the Saints, and you've you've mentioned uh, Coach Ryan Nielsen, have you had conversations with him? What have those conversations look like, and and where specifically do you see yourself fitting into this defense? Yeah, uh, we've had a couple conversations now. Um, you know, after the just the whole um, free agent process, uh, he was definitely letting me know how much uh, I'd be valued um, just in his room, especially, but with the within the team um, and coming out, uh, coming out of college, actually, he worked me out. Um, and so we had a little connection there and I knew exactly what kind of coach he was and um you know, it was definitely he was definitely one of the guys I wanted to play for coming out of college. So it's awesome that I get to play for him now. You know, Tyler, we talked a little bit before we started the uh, the podcast. Um, you are familiar with one of our old friends and a friend of the program, uh, Herbie Teope. Um, one yeah. of the reporters here, and Herbie was saying, you know, what a nice guy you were. And Herbie was saying, you know, when he goes to the practice field, he used to always shout me out, you know, hey, Herbie, what's up? <laughs> so, so we we got to know. You know, where does that temperament come from? And is that just kind of the natural effervescence of you flowing out? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a natural thing. I mean, Herb's a great dude. It's hard not to say what's up to him. You know, he's always going to brighten your day up. And um, it's it's like it's people like him that make coming to work fun, you know, coming to work uh, meaningful, um, just knowing that his job interrelates with mine and just how we can actually work together to, you know, just 
make everything better. But, um, yeah, I think it's just something that comes natural to me. Um, I'm a pretty friendly dude off the field. Okay, well, we're going to see if we can do that, too. Caroline's going to try to make it fun, and I'll try to make it <laughs> And uh, so I am fun, Jason. I am fun. I'm a uh, fun person. Trust me, Tyler. She had, she's got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there one way or the other. <laughs> so you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned your 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 defensive line mates, um, and I think you also specifically mentioned on the Zoom yesterday how you saw Trey Hendrickson uh, make that jump uh, in production for the Saints. Is that? realistic to have that kind of expectation or do you expect that same kind of production jump uh yeah i mean it's totally realistic you see uh, it's it's not just him it's a whole bunch of guys you see every year uh with the saints especially this d-line um having great numbers and it's because they stop the run first and then it's playing ball after that um and when you play ball and work together as a defensive line, a lot of good things happen. And you see that every game with the Saints. So I'm excited to be a part of that. Well, we're excited to have you as a part of the Black and Gold. Tano, we appreciate your time. Uh, who knows what this offseason is going to look like, but hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Two really fun interviews. Thanks so much to the newest members of the New Orleans Saints, Tano and Nick, for joining us on the show today. Uh, we're going to shift a little bit to the draft coming up here in just under a month. Yes, under a month, Saints fans, until the NFL draft on April 29th. Tulane had their pro day on Tuesday. A few names to keep an eye on there, but namely defensive lineman Cameron Sample, who had a huge performance this year at the Reese's Senior Bowl. And, you know, we actually talked to Bucky Brooks a bit about him earlier this offseason, if you want to check that episode out. Um, and then LSU's pro day is Wednesday, and we will be welcoming on Brody Miller from The Athletic to get to updated with all the big names to keep an eye on from LSU. So make sure you tune into that episode. Uh, I don't know if you all saw it on social media today. Head coach Sean Payton was spotted at the Alabama Pro Day on Tuesday, which is uh, much more than he was able to do last year. So it is certainly good to see Coach Payton out there again. All right, for Caroline Gonzalez, John DeShazer, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CP.